Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, can we get a sick beat here? I have a Patreon. There you can find bonus content from a podcast. Both the right ways. For We discuss pop culture. And this one, we're talking about 10,000 BC. 10,000 BC. Yes, world never Great. Everyone hates it, but we love it. It's about cavemen. The mammoths. Building pyramids. The link is in the description. Thank you for your support. Have a wonderful day. Sort of like a freelance alternative style beatboxing sort of thing. Yeah, this was totally worth the 20 minutes of edit time it took. Totally worth it. Roar, growl, snarl, bellow. Welcome to Paleo Bites, the podcast that desecrates the dead so much we really should be in prison. My name is Matthew Dahl, and each week I and a rotating series of guest co-hosts talk about and rate a genus of prehistoric animal, be it dinosaur, mammal, arthropod, and so on. This week I'm joined by the famed Daredevil, who's gone down several Class 5 rapids. Not yet, but I have done a Class 4. <laughs> oh, okay, she's working her way up to a Class 5. Someday. You're going to be that person in the barrel going down Angel Falls someday. <laughs> <laughs> nah, not me. I'll let some other lunatic do that. <laughs> it's Natasha. Crack, how are you? Hey, I'm doing well. Uh, it's good. Good to hear. Uh, it's a nice day. We just had, I mean, again, we're recording this in early December. We just got our first snow. It's a late snow for Colorado. Right? It makes me worried about what March is going to do to us. That's true. Like, if we had a late winter, we're going to have, like, a, no spring, pretty much. Yeah. It, oh, I remember the blizzard of 2021. Oh, that was a You mean booger. this year? Yeah. <laughs> or I guess last year when this episode oh, comes no. out. Yeah, yeah. Like so. Yeah, that blizzard was something else. What about the bomb cyclone? Remember the bomb cyclone they called it? Yep. <laughs> That's such a funny name. It's like it sounds like someone in the nineties thinking it's cool. It's like, hey, <laughs> think of that bomb cyclone we had, huh? <laughs> like that's a bomb babe there, huh? <laughs> <laughs> that almost sounds sixties or seventies. That's while true. You're at yeah, it. yeah, it's true. Like. But yeah. then again, there's some blurring at the edge of the 90s. Yeah, well, I mean, there's always those transitional periods. Like, uh, like now we're currently in the 20s, uh, and, you know, back in yes, the... Yes, and tw- guys haven't started wearing suits all over I the know. place. Where are the Tommy guns? Where are the... <laughs> where's the prohibition? <laughs> I mean, we already had the pandemic, but... I mean, they tried. 
I guess it's true. Uh, but uh, I so, mean, the gangsters certainly aren't looking any better these days. I, come on, guys, take the, some. Take, I know. Take some notes from the Roaring Twenties. I know. Would like you? those those gangsters are so much more fashionable. They had good hats, good colorful suits. All right. <laughs> yeah. They looked clean and. These, back when it was a classy man's game to be a gangster. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we could do without the Chicago typewriter, trust me. Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> yes. Uh, that was my professional impersonation of a machine gun. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, okay, I guess that's my dinosaur lay question. If you could fit a dinosaur in the 1920s, <laughs> which one and why? Ooh, the 1920s Art was... Deco. Jazz. 1920s was an interesting time. For more on that, look at look at my either upcoming or hopefully it's already out by this point when this comes out. Book Tesla knots. <laughs> so to go with the 1920s, um, I would almost want a dinosaur with some flash because yeah. that was the era of the flappers. Yes, there was some jazz was a thing. Yep. So people had crazy hats. <laughs> I would want a dinosaur with some flash to it. Uh, how about like one of those like oviraptorids, the ones with like the big feathers or like Codipteryx, you know Codipteryx? That would be cool. Or any other dinosaur. Too bad pigments don't show up well in the fossil. Sometimes record. they do, but some like I mean, like sometimes yeah. we can find one. There's one that's rainbow colored. For goodness, I forget that the name. That would of it. be a fun one. Yeah, imagine it like with the showgirls on the stage. Actually, that's exactly where yeah. I would imagine. Yeah, because yeah, the twenties, the flappers, yeah, more of the showgirls. That was. They could, they could replace all those people in blackface. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that would be nice. Yeah, so... Uh, maybe for the gangsters, maybe give them something. That yeah. While slow was heavy, yeah, give so, them an, an, an ankylosaurus. Ankylosaurus was what I was thinking. Give them an ankylosaurus. Ankylosaurus. That's Famously, yeah, famously bulletproof against Tommy guns. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm assuming so. I don't know. Yeah, we assume. Uh man. Uh, that'd be pretty good. <laughs> I'd enjoy that. Uh... Something fast for uh, the bootleggers. Yes, something like that. Uh, something for Mr. The Gatsby, the great guy himself, to <laughs> have at his parties. Yeah. Some. Of, what were some of the fastest dinosaurs? Uh, probably like uh, the Gallimimids or the Ornithomimids. Uh, like, uh, yeah, like that. I assume. Yeah, you would want something a little bit more sizable for the, for you know, the bootleggers who uh, are always dodging the law. They used to think Dinochirus was the fastest when they just saw the arms. Like this is clearly a big Ornithomimid, but enormous. So like clearly it's fast, right? And then we found the rest <laughs> of it's like, no, it's a lumbering hunchbacked thing. <laughs> like, I mean, I know we talk about raptors a lot, but they would be actually a very versatile dinosaur. They would, if you could and train they're, them. they're quite fast. Yeah. There, there's what the bootleggers got. Is yeah. some trained raptors of different sizes and species uh, the, for the, the different runs. At the speakeasy, the raptors are the ones that like. They're the ones that are bringing the booze. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was going to say guarding from people who come in, but no, I like that better. <laughs> well, they could do both. Yeah, just <laughs> the smaller, faster ones carrying the smaller kegs, yeah. outrunning the law. Yep, yep. Oh man. <laughs> uh, oh, there, there's an idea for you, Matt. What? Dinosaurs in the 1920s. Uh, I'm sure it's been done, but all right, I'll, I'll do my spin on it, I guess. Uh, combine both my books, Megazoic and Tesla Nuts. <laughs> uh, so, but we're talking about a little bird that I guess would be good in the 1920s and pretty much just the same as any other bird. Well, based on some of these recreations, this bird looks like it would be classy enough to fit in with the Roaring Twenties. A woman's hat could be made from the feathers of this thing. Or, you know, even have it sit on the shoulder of the yeah. likes of Al Capone. Oh, that's true, that's true. 
Uh, it may not be vicious, but it looks like it's got some class to it. It does have some class. Well, it does have some teeth and claws, but we'll get to it here. <laughs> so, uh, so, so I, what are we talking? We're about? talking about. Uh, okay, got. Okay, I, I'm assuming this is how it's pronounced. I should look this up. Iberomezornis. Uh, it means Spanish intermediate bird. Uh, meso makes sense for intermediates, like Mesozoic, which is like the middle period, or mm-hmm. Mesoamerica. You know, the and middle. And Ibero that refers to a region in Spain. Oh, so it's probably Iberomezornis then. Okay. Uh, so type is an enantothorn, these Greek compound words, enantornithine theropod, a group of extinct Mesozoic birds that all had teeth and clawed wings, but otherwise looked very similar to modern birds. Uh, size 8 inches slash 20 centimeter wingspan, 0.5 to 1 ounces or 15 to 20 grams. So little. In fact, for comparison's sake, my cockatiel's about 90 grams. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it's about the size of a uh, downy woodpecker that we have here in the state of Colorado. Yeah. Really? Woodpeckers are that little? Oh, a downy is actually pretty small. So I was thinking like a little sparrow or something, but oh. I mean, we do have some pretty uh, small sparrows here. And then there's been a recent addition to Colorado. And I swear I'm not making this up, folks. What? They're little gray birds. They're called bush tits. Oh, I know the bush tits. Like, I've talked about that with my dad, who's a master birder. I'm like, ornithologists are such perverts. (laughs) (laughs) You got tits. You got boobies. You do. (laughs) So, folks, we're not making this up. They're cute little gray birds, though. We started seeing them... In about late 2019, early 2020, we yeah. started seeing them at our feeder. We weren't sure what they were. They're... We talked to our local bird store it's where that... we get our food for the birds. And they were just like, without even blinking an eye, like, oh, those are bush tits. And yep, then everyone's basically. like, <laughs> yeah, they're bush tits. <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. up that knee. Ornithologists who couldn't get laid. <laughs> Somebody who spent too much time alone. It's like, oh, I want tits. I want bush. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, isn't this supposed to be a family show? Uh, Velociraptors, come in! Ah, <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> uh, this show, I don't know, I'm, I'm just assuming that most little kids aren't listening. <laughs> yeah, that's probably fair. I'm just using the, the the sensors with the Velociraptors to get avoid the explicit tag on iTunes. <laughs> so, anyway, so, um, uh, diet unknown as a skull has not been uncovered, but presumably is an insect-eating carnivore. Ah. Um, time, early Cretaceous, 126 to 124 million years ago. Uh, location, Spain. 
Nice. Yes, that makes sense. The Ibero. Described in 1992, pop culture appearances, a flock of them appeared in the fourth Walking with Dinosaurs episode, where they swarmed against uh, a Quetzalcoatlus-sized pterosaur to drive it away from their nesting grounds. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like modern bird behavior. There are certain birds that, oh, heavens, if a raptor, a modern raptor comes in. Yeah, exactly, the bird of prey, yeah. Yeah, they'll swarm. Mm-hmm. And like next to the pterosaur, they looked like teeny tiny bugs. It was cool to see the <laughs> comparison. <laughs> if you listen to the show at all or know even a little bit about paleontology, you're aware that birds evolved from dinosaurs and, in fact, are still considered dinosaurs to this day. The thing is, though, birds didn't exist only after the non-avian dinosaurs. They coexisted with them for many, many years and also coexisted with pterosaurs for quite a bit as well. And they coexist with us. Yeah, they coexist with us now. Uh, in fact, and I've said this before on the on the podcast, there's a chance for a brief period bats lived in the Lake Cretaceous, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, pretty cool, actually. Yeah, we have evidence of bats dating back nearly 60 million years ago, which is barely a few million years after that meteor. Uh, and then in the end of the non-native dinosaurs reign. But these bat fossils aren't proto-bats or anything. These look like just modern bats. That's impressive. <laughs> so This is the first I've heard of it. Yeah, I know. Bats are one of the most uh, ancient groups of modern mammals, even though they're so specialized. And since these things are so specialized, there's a chance that they first evolved at the end of the Cretaceous that we haven't found yet. And ah. if that's true, there's a brief moment in geological time where birds, bats, and pterosaurs, the three major flying vertebrate clades, all coexisted. That's pretty darn cool. <laughs> that is pretty cool. <laughs> the skies must have looked incredible. So much. Uh, man, wouldn't that be cool? Uh, that's like 60 million years after the creature we're talking about here, though. <laughs> but, uh, so I'm not sure why I'm bringing this up. And then again, the last time I brought this up was on the episode on Yi Chi, ah. uh, which existed even earlier than this one. So I guess I just like talking about it. <laughs> I mean... I mean, it's pretty good, right? Yeah. yeah. I think it's interesting. Birds, bats, pterosaurs. Oh, my. They all fly. <laughs> they do all fly. Well, it's kind of funny because, like, Yi is that little dinosaur with dragon wings, and it also flies. Yes, it was as close as Mother Nature got to a wyvern. Yes, indeed. (laughs) It's funny, if you look at, like, the archosaurs, the group that includes modern crocodiles, out of the four, I guess if you count Yi as a flying animal, out of the four flying vertebrates, archosaurs make three of them. (laughs) Wow, that's actually pretty impressive. (laughs) Birds, pterosaurs, and Yi. I mean, especially when we consider that the archosaurs would become the crocodiles. Yeah, exactly. So that's weird to think about, right? <laughs> <laughs> Evolution does weird things. I'm just waiting for the future is wild to come true, where there's flying fish called flish. <laughs> Remember that? Remember the flish? <laughs> yes, the flish! They were always on the covers of the DVDs. Because they looked so weird. <laughs> Honestly, they had weirder looking. They had mouths that like op- had, like opened up like an alien mouth with a, a beak <laughs> and then a mouth inside it. Why? Why? Because the animators got bored or were on something. There were so many drugs <laughs> done in that show. Squid people would take over the world as was implied at the end. Yeah, and that one was... Squibbins. Squibbins. Squib swing through the trees, along with Mega Squid, that elephant-like squid that walks on eight legs. (laughs) Uh, I would like to know what the animators and the people involved in the project were on. I don't care if it's legal. What were you on? They watched a ton of anime. (laughs) Maybe. Future is Wild is very, very popular in Japan, actually. (laughs) How am I not surprised? Yeah. Iberomezornis was much more derived than Archaeopteryx. It no longer had a long and bony tail. It said it had a vertebrae column ending in what's known as a pigostyle, I think is what it's called, which all modern birds have to support their tail feathers. It also exhibited the proper foot claws to allow perching, again, like most modern birds. And who are we to assume several pre-avian dinosaurs also didn't have perching claws? 
That would be a reasonable assumption considering yeah. the relations. Yeah, like dinosaurs are getting more bird-like all the now, time. Now, here's a fun question. Did it have a backwards-facing foot claw? I'm not sure, honestly. Because be... that's actually a really unique trait to a few groups of birds. Yeah. Um, here in Colorado, one that I think of distinctly would be the red-breasted nuthatch. Oh, yes. That backwards-facing claw allows it to climb literally upside down down a tree trunk. Oh, that's cool. Uh, it's one of the behaviors that if I can't tell what color the bird is, I'll watch for that behavior. And if it climbs upside head first down a tree, it's a nuthatch. <laughs> we also have white-breasted nuthatches yeah, in I other think parts heard, of the state. I've heard my dad talking about those. They're pretty cool. They are. They're really cute. I saw a few uh, in the field a few days ago. There's a lot of cool Colorado birds, although it's not quite as cool as, like, the monk parrots that are in some parts of America, like, including Chicago. Yes, Chicago has parrots. Isn't that weird to think about? <laughs> yeah! <laughs> I wouldn't think Chicago parrots. What? Yeah. Man, so... Uh, but no, you're right with the backwards facing claws. Like my cockatiel, she, I think most parrots do this. Uh, two forward facing claws, two backward facing claws. Nice. <laughs> so that's pretty I cool. know that nuthatches have three forward, one backward. Ah, that makes sense. Although you can tell like which one of cause birds uh, are more ground birds than tree birds. Because my dad has a blue headed pionis parrot. Uh-huh. Uh, and she's clearly much more of a tree bird because she like loves to sit on perches. She eats with her foot. She sleeps on perches while like uh, my cockatiel you know, is on the floor uh, like my cockatiel always like eats with her beak too like just never uses her foot or anything interesting yeah so I don't know it's just kind of cool to see the different adaptations it really is yeah uh. and you know just a fun little tangent so one time a little black capped chickadee got into our house Aww. Um, the only way I realized that it was in our house is it crashed into my bedroom window inside oh no um to say the least it ended up in a wild goose chase i did catch the thing oh so it I, wasn't stunned or anything it wasn't stunned no oh, it no. was fine it, chickadees are hardy little buggers yeah that's good <laughs> um but long story short i ended up catching the thing and you would think once i was outside with an open hand it would fly off yeah nope <laughs> nope Though the talons of a black-capped chickadee are actually very, very strong. You can tell that they're related to dinosaurs. Oh, yeah. No, some of those claws, like, yeah. For how this... small they are, chickadees are strong. Oh, yeah. I love the calls they make. Yeah. <laughs> That's where they get their name. Yes, they do. And uh, if you listen to them, sometimes you can tell what's going on in the environment. Chickadees will alert not only other chickadees, but other birds even. Yep. To an aerial predator or yeah, any other threat. That's usually when they go. Uh, but so, while Iberomizornis was still a primitive bird, by this point, birds were really starting to spread. There were several even more derived birds living in China around this time, such as Sinornis and Confuciusornis. <laughs> <laughs> uh, those are not very creative names. <laughs> like Confucius, Confucius and uh, Sign, like Sinophobia. <laughs> oh, man. Um, the, like. Showing that these birds' slow takeover of the skies was starting to come into fruition. Pterosaurs were sweating bullets by this point. <laughs> uh, except, I'm sure they were. Although, except that millions of years later, birds, bats, and pterosaurs might again all briefly coexisted, meaning there was plenty of room in the sky for everyone. To quote the main NASA scientist in the Michael Bay masterpiece Armageddon, it's a big-ass sky. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just like, look at this thing. Like, uh, like the, the depiction in Walking with Dinosaurs had it really colorful. It had, like, blue and red on it, and, like, it had kind of a more dinosaur-looking face. Well, and because I use Wikipedia because mm-hmm. to just at least get a general idea of what I'm talking about, one of their recreations yeah. had it black and white. Oh, that's cool. 
almost like some familiar woodpeckers here in Colorado. Yeah. Uh, so let's rate it one out of 65 million, shall we? I mean, I don't know. I mean, it has teeth, and that's cool. <laughs> Other than that, I don't know, 20 million? It, it, 25 million? Uh, why am I always doing multiples of five? 22 million. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a pretty bird. It reminds me a lot of what I see in my backyard. It would probably blend in with my backyard birds and until I, closer inspections if it were still around. And I guess that's the cool thing about it too, like that it looks like that despite it being so long ago. Like this is early on in the bird's evolution, mm. so. So in that Maybe case. Maybe it's a little cooler, I don't know. What do you think? I think I'm gonna give it a 24 million, just oh. because, you know, I could see it on one of my backyard feeders if it were still around today. You'd be like, oh, that has teeth. Ah. <laughs> And wing claws. <laughs> Honestly, it would be kind of a cool addition to the backyard bird feeder. That's true. It's true. It would be indeed. All right. Well, that's it for this week. If you want to get a hold of the show, you can contact us at mattsd at matthewdoncreator.com for original questions to either co-host. You can find me on social media at matthewdoncreator on Facebook, at matthewdon64 on Twitter, and matthewdon64 on Instagram. Uh, subscribe to the Patreon if you want. There's uh, bonus episodes for all different types of uh, dinosaur-related content or dinosaur-adjacent content. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we review some pretty uh, crazy movies that yes, you... feature dinosaurs. Or sometimes they don't even feature dinosaurs, and I'm like, close enough! We talked about Godzilla vs. Kong once. <laughs> <laughs> Is Godzilla a dinosaur, though? We'll let our listeners decide. Nah, I mean, in the MonsterVerse, I think they mentioned he's from the Permian period, so definitively, no. <laughs> but he is prehistoric, so... <laughs> it's not just dinosaurs that I'm, or dinosaur-related content that I'm doing there. I'm also doing like just prehistoric content, like Ice Age, I'm sure I'll cover on there. Oh, that'll be fun. Yeah. Maybe we can get all the co-hosts together for that one. <laughs> yeah, that'd be fun. Uh, Maybe a live stream, we all watch it. And especially like the last one, we're just like, what were they smoking? <laughs> There's this magnetic meteor with pink crystals that like that are like yeah like they hover on it like because it's magnetic (laughs) and like it like makes them live forever it's like a fountain of youth and okay what were they on purple energy i mean it looks pretty all these pink crystals alongside these like ferns and other stuff inside but just like what were they thinking i mean it's creative (laughs) but boy it's weird there's a Dalai Lama that's actually a llama. What? <laughs> that famous Ice Age creature, the llama. <laughs> okay. Uh, there's Dakota Raptors, which is kind of cool. That is cool. <laughs> I think they're Dakota Raptors. I've never been in front. They're just big uh, feathered raptors that fly. So. Oh. <laughs> but most fans have decided they're Dakota Raptors. Well, let's stay with the fans on that one. Yeah, Dakota Raptors it is. Anyways, yeah, we watch that, we get really drunk, and like, what is this? <laughs> Neil deGrasse Tyson was a consultant on this. What did he do? Easiest job in the world. <laughs> Just wait till uh, you check out that movie that I've told you to, where it combines every conspiracy theory Oh yeah. all together, plus dinosaurs. Iron Sky, is that what it's called? Yeah. yeah I need to watch that sometime. I'm scared, Make though. sure you're drunk. Oh, good to That's know. the only way that'll make sense. All right. Well, I also have a book series on Amazon Megazoic, available for print and Kindle. I'm fairly certain I did not use an Iberomezornis in it, just because why would I? (laughs) (laughs) I also have a podcast, The Right Way, where two twits talk about writing. I definitely didn't use an Iberomezornis in that either. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that's it for this week. As I say at the end of every episode of Paleo Bites. Ah, yes. <laughs> the smile she's giving me, the crappy and grin. <laughs> look, look, look. <laughs> Hold up. What was that? 
boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.